episode is sponsored by Olivardo, who Barry and I have been fans of for years now. Olivardo are the world pioneers of cold-pressed extra virgin avocado oil. The oil from approximately 20 avocados go into each bottle. Olivardo are carbon neutral and will be carbon positive by 2023, which is very, very soon. They power their factory and truck by avocado waste. Olivado avocado oil is packed with all the nutrition from a regular avocado, so it's loaded with healthy monosaturated fats as well as vitamin E and other health benefits. It has a high smoke point, which makes it good for cooking and baking and so much more. If you want to order some Olivado avocado oil, visit olivado.com and you can get their amazing pressed extra virgin avocado avocado and lemon zest or macadamia nut oil or purchase them from Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Planet Organic or Whole Foods or many of your independent food stores. I'm literally obsessed and I cook all of mine and Romeo's meals in avocado oil. Um, like it said, it's the high smoke point so you can fry, bake, literally use it in any, any way you want to. I even like drizzle it on salads and make salad dressing. Mm-hmm. It just has like a really delicious flavor. Um, and it's a pantry staple in our house. 100% always stocked with Olivado. So if you want to get yours, use code ForkingWellness for 20% off. That's Forking Wellness for 20% off. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness podcast. Um, it's just Soph and I, which which we've grown to like, we love our guests, but like we've really grown to like really appreciate the just the episodes with us. I know I do get very secretly excited when it's just us two having a chat. I also like never know how the conversation is gonna Same. unfold. And sometimes I feel like as soon as we jump on here we start actually having a chat and we're like oh shit we should be recording this because even yeah. just like a minute ago before we hit record we should yeah. have probably recorded that. We should have but I feel like that's the whole reason we started the podcast right because we were having yeah. all these conversations like oh we should put a microphone to this like other people would be interested and we thought yeah. other people would be interested. Who knows <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> If anyone's actually listening, hold on, before we start, I just, I'm going to pour myself a cup of tea, but can we talk about this? People who see it on video can, like, I have this, like, little teapot with this, oh like, little God, mug. Oh, so cute. <gasps> and it was, maybe that was some ASMR, like, pouring, but this has been in my cabinet for, like, years. Like, someone, a student that gave it to so Mark. cute. As a gift. Hold it up. Oh, that is so cute. And this comes with like, there's like um, a little filter. Yeah. And I've been doing like ginger and lemon because like, I love that. But like, I'm so hydrated. And like, I just want to say, finally, all it it takes (laughs) is like, once in your life, (laughs) I can't stop peeing. Like, it's annoying. I hate being this hydrated. Like, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I don't have time to go pee. Um, But like, the power of like, a cute kettle like this isn't kettle what do you call this teapot teapot or like a nice water bottle like yeah treat yourself to something that keeps you hydrated like that is my that is my like lesson today like I'm so hydrated because I have this cute little teapot I love that literally when we were in America like Ash drank a lot more water because like one it was sunny and two like he was with me and I drink a shitload of water and he literally would be like peeing so much and he'd be like, how do you live like this? Like I'm literally peeing all the time. But you know what you've adapted to that I haven't yet? You're so quick. You pee in like two seconds. Yeah. I feel like everything you like, pee in, in and out. From I don't know. I just feel like whenever I pee, it's like a process. I know. I'm like, get in. You're so fast. Out. 
get back on the water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to become more efficient. Like that's the part of this process that I just like haven't hacked yet. Like I'm, I'm drinking more, but like it takes ages for me to like pee and then get back into the groove of things. So you're literally probably losing like a good half hour of your day at the moment due to these toilet trips. I should literally like track it, like on Clockify. Yeah. And which is if it's like an app on the computer where you can like time track, like people use it for like productivity or yeah. And, um, I should track like how long I'm wasting, like going to the bathroom because I'm so hydrated. (laughs) Anyways, that's my rant. How are you? Yes. Good. How are you? Yeah. Good. All is good. All is well. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, Let's talk a little bit about, I mean, I really actually want to discuss what you just brought up to me because you've just said it and I feel like now we need to talk about it. And then just just maybe follow on and talk about Instagram a little bit, maybe how we feel about it, how it's changed, what's going on online at the moment. Yeah. Sorry. I'm on my phone. So I'm just Googling. I want to get the right name and everything. So Barry has this like, secret superpower shall we call it where she's like constantly in the know in regards to like pop culture and I feel like I love that world and I love being in the know but I just somehow never managed to be in the know so Barry just dropped this huge bomb on me about the recent celebrity I don't know if you can call it a scandal but yeah so there so there is like um I don't know if you've noticed it, but like a lot of celebrities have just like lost a lot of weight recently. And actually, do we do like, a trigger warning for this? Yeah, like trigger warning. Um, we're going to be talking about like weight and weight loss um, and like and extreme habits. ways of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you might have seen like, and we did an episode on the Kardashians before, um, but like you might have seen like it's very obvious that like kim and chloe like their bodies are like completely different now to do you what know they what i'm actually to gonna look at their instagram because again i don't even feel like now that because keeping up with the kardashians is no more right yeah exactly i mean like it, they're just not filming at the moment um but anyways like they are very thin now and they've always been like curvy girls i was gonna say they're naturally curvy yeah, and, like, we've seen them. They've been on our televisions for so long that I feel like we have, like, a good picture of, like, what their body type is or, like, how they're meant to look or something. And, like, I'm they sorry, look I'm just... very, very different. Wait, I can't say I know it. that's it's probably not... Wait, move it over. It's not in the... Yeah, yeah. I know that's probably Photoshop, but that's still very, very slim. It's it's just, like, it looks almost, like, um, unnatural. So unnatural. Um, she, looks, she looks like a Barbie doll. yeah. And so I was reading, I forgot where I like, I heard this, but like I, sorry, I'm like trying to get this article that I read up and I can't find it. Um, Oh, here it is. Okay. So I heard that a lot of celebrities have been using that new FDA drug approved for weight loss that is like in the research for type two diabetes specifically. Is this an American thing? Is this just in America at the moment? No, I believe that it's also been approved in the UK for type 2 diabetes. Um, And so, like, it's this double-edged sword, right, for, like, type 2 diabetes, people who have, like, insulin resistance. Like, one way in which to improve your insulin sensitivity is to lose weight. Like, that is actually, like, a fact. And so, like, it's a very hard thing 
for people who have type 2 diabetes to like work on their relationship with food because like the clinical evidence is like, oh no, you actually have to lose weight. And that's why there's these kind of like 800 calorie fasting, you know, shake things for people with type 2 diabetes because really quickly you can like improve your insulin sensitivity. That is a short, quick fix, not a sustainable lifestyle change. Yeah. But for 100%. some people, for some people that could be quite life saving in the sense of like, improving their insulin sensitivity and like what else is going on. I'm, we're not going to get into it because it's, I was going to say a different podcast, but yeah. like it is very much not something <laughs> that is like recommended in our I was standpoint say, like nutrition. An approved, yeah. It's very much a quick fix. Yeah. Um, and for like medical companies, like, big pharma like that's a huge win for them right like because mm-hmm. they can just prescribe this whatever but anyways it it's a weight loss shot um that kind of like blocks certain hunger hormones it's called o- ozempic o-z-e-m-p-i-c you can get it in the uk and you can get it in america it's like an fda approved um type 2 diabetes drug i don't know if it's like a glp1 it's some sort of like diabetes insulin sensitivity regulator that also impacts like hunger hormones right and so like there is this theory that like a lot of celebrities are using this for kind of like extreme weight loss and that like there's inside information that like kim and um chloe have been using it and that's like how kim like lost loads of weight for like the met gala and like her body is like totally shifted and i feel like we went in this era of like you know, they really have shaped like body standards. Um, and it was like curvy and all this stuff. And now it's like, all of a sudden we're going back. It feels like we're going back in time to this like stick thin, like small washboard app, like not heading towards the heroin chic, but like maybe it just feels like we're going like backwards. I don't know. I don't know if I'm as attuned to it on Instagram at the moment. I think because like I've changed the way I'm using it and maybe I don't know I'm not getting that vibe yeah like, is that come is that coming up on your Instagram no not on my Instagram because I like don't mm. follow those people but like I get a lot more like diet culture on TikTok and it oh, presents itself in like super subtle diet culture where mm. there's this trend of like my five to nine before my nine to five that I fucking loathe because it's like, why does everyone think that they have to be like, and then it's like people getting up and meditating and going to the gym and getting their 10,000 steps before nine o'clock and like having this whole life. And it's just like, to me, that's diet culture. Like to me, that is the epitome of diet culture. It might not be like, what are you eating and telling people how to lose weight, but it's like, to me, that's diet culture. I just I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I don't understand who decided it's better to be smaller because, like you said, we have all these like trends in terms of like curvy is better, thin, heroin chic, big boobs, big bum, whatever it is. But like it all, whether or not it doesn't matter what trend is going on, we still have ingrained in us like thin is best, even though like back in the day bigger was best because it was a sign of wealth we still have ingrained in us no matter how many times the trends change that it's better to be smaller and I don't understand and I you know I understand some people might be listening to this thinking well you're in a small body anyway but 
genetically I am smaller as are you you know but I I still like I feel like the need to say I do just think who decided that that was best yeah it's I mean shaped by society for so long it's so ingrained in us exactly and it's like what benefit are we getting so like you just said about that routine of meditating doing your 10,000 steps getting it all in before you start work your work day kind of thing are you actually are you genuinely is your health benefiting from that or is it a weight loss tool well that's what I'm saying like I feel like and maybe it's not like a weight loss tool but for me it falls into that like orthorexic behavior where it's like it might not be like about the weight but it's like this constant need to like perfect to have the healthiest routine or Mm. like the need to be like the best version of myself and being able to like get validation from others Mm. like do it did you know what that's what that's what I hate is like and I always feel very conscious not to ever put this message across myself because I am someone who likes my routine and getting up early and getting you know my hours to myself my sorry my one hour to myself before Romeo wakes up in the morning obviously that doesn't ever go to plan every day every day of the week but you know and on those days I'm like okay cool like Romeo's woken up at six instead of seven today so scrap what I was gonna do but I'm very conscious to not be like oh look at me I can do all of this and still be a mum because like that is not the case and I never totally and I want to you know say to people like this is what I'm doing this is how I look after my health but like at the same time this is not me 100% of the time and it's net that is not sustainable or maintainable so like please don't look at me thinking I can do it all because I really really can't but on the other side of that I don't want to be like oh my god look at me I can't do everything I'm like I'm so sad like it's so hard isn't it yeah it's balancing that like unrealistic expectation and like balancing aspiration with being realistic without complaining I find that so like so tiring (laughs) it's really hard but I also find like I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it's also because like what is a priority to you might be like very different to someone else. So if someone's complaining, it just like, that might not be relevant to that person. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't relate if someone is complaining about like, um, just like being stuck in traffic. Right. Because like, I don't drive. I don't, I don't live, I live in the city. Like that's not, I mean, I could be stuck in Uber traffic, gridlock at rush hour. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't actually take Ubers in rush hour. Yeah, it's just not like a part of your day that often comes up. Yeah, where it's like, to me, I find that like annoying almost because it's like, I don't know how to explain it because I I also can't relate to be a mom, but I don't find like that annoying because I find that like very realistic. But like there's certain things, right? Like if it's not relevant to the individual, it's just like, God, like, I was complaining not like I'm just saying like yeah no I I get I get it's hard to find an example like I follow mums who a big part of their being is getting into the gym and lifting weights as a mum I can't relate to that because I don't go to the gym and I don't lift weights that's not part of my thing I get up before Romeo and I do a 25 minute like Pilates workout like that's kind of the same but very different because I'm not actively trying to find time in my day to go out and get my workout in like I'm not a personal trainer that's not a big part of my life yeah exactly I don't know it's just like yeah balancing that like relatable but like complaining but if you fall on the wrong side of that it's like really irritating right yeah I don't know how to explain it but it's like yeah this sorry go ahead no I was (laughs) I feel like I could 
it's just so difficult to try and balance out and I feel like it's so easy to slip on one side of the other and I'm not saying like I don't have a huge following at all but I have been criticized on both ends saying I'm being too negative as a mum and oh my god I'm making it look easy and sometimes I'm like well it's a no I can't win then can I because it's not easy but I am very grateful for my life yeah but you also don't walk around with the camera camera glued to you 24 7 yeah I'm posting little snippets of my day that I you know exactly choosing what I show you of course I'm not going to walk around and show the really really good parts or the really really bad parts I'm trying to find that happy medium yeah exactly and oh it's just one of those like really really difficult things to manage um I don't really know like I don't know how one does it. I'm trying to think of like who I know or who I follow that I feel like does it like really well Mm. um, and what about them is different. Um, But I actually don't, I can't think off the top of my head in terms of like one person that I follow who has a really big following who really does manage like that. But I think that's, that's saying something in itself because we follow different people for different reasons. Like we'll both follow people for their recipes or we'll both follow people for, I don't know, their fashion or just because you're interested in them and they have a similar life to you and you you know feel like you can relate to them or they might have a cute dog like I don't know like we yeah you we follow diverse people because we don't get everything that we want out of one page yeah exactly but yeah so this back to this like nine to five trend I was watching it the other day and it was like this girl like getting up like at five o'clock doing her meditation. I'd love if she was listening by the way and she's like you don't like my routine. <laughs> Um, and something about like getting in her 10,000 steps and then she like pulled out a treadmill thing to put under her desk, like a walking oh my God, pad no. No. and was like getting her steps. And I'm like, great. That your priority is your steps. Yeah. That's fine. But I feel like that is so diet culture to be like, I have to walk and like, look, I get it. There's actually some research in terms of like exercise and productivity and but it's making like people that. feel bad when they're not doing yeah and if they do have a desk job and they're not going to go and get a freaking treadmill to put under their desk they're just gonna well, that's s- gonna make them feel shit about themselves yeah so that's how I felt watching it being like well I have a desk job like I don't <laughs> always get my 10,000 steps like literally sometimes I'll check like, I my phone. never get my 10,000 steps in ever like no. maybe Maybe like one or two days a week and I'm like, oh my God, I got 10,000 steps today. Yeah, like I live in a small flat. That's all I'm walking around. Like, yeah, literally. And Oscar doesn't even need to walk. Like there, were, <laughs> like, like there were days on holiday where like we do between t- 10 and 20,000 steps a day. And a and I were like, But we were like, oh my God, like as if people do this every day. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so I was like watching these videos of like my nine to five before five to nine. I'm also like, how fucking tired are you by the end of the day? Like if I mm-hmm. actually had like five, four hours of like productivity before I started my work day, I'd burn out at like two. Yeah, exactly. Like I need to work till six. Yeah. It's I was not realistic. Like, no, but I feel like it's this weird, like it's diet culture to me coming in in different ways. It's not like, oh, eat this and you're like, be, but it's mm. like this like constant need for us to be like, this is what Performing. I'm doing. Yeah. And then getting like the validation from But I others. think that's what it is. I think that's what we really, really need to remember is that person wants validation for what they're doing. 
yes, I struggle with this, like posting on my stories and being like, well, why am I sharing this? Like, is this providing like entertainment? Is it providing like value? Will someone look at this? Oh my God, I don't like that question. I could go down like, I'd have to really think that I'd be like, oh shit, like that would throw me off track. (laughs) Well, I do because I, okay, so I read this, listened to this audio book. Let me pull it up so I get the right author's name. Um, I told you about it. It's called Stop Checking Your Likes. And mm. it's by, hold on, I archived it. So I got to go into my, or how the hell do I go into my archives? Oh, there it is. Uh, by Susie Moore. Um, and it it sounds like it's about like Instagram, but it's just like a catchy title. It's really just about like, find, like seeking validation in your life from others and like doing things because you think that that's what you're supposed to do or you're going to get positive reinforcement um, and things like that. And it's just like the whole way in which we like shit. And I'm so guilty for this, right? Like I'm so contradicting myself right now because I post on my stories about my life every day and like share what I eat and stuff like that. But it's like, mm-hmm. it, why do I do it? <laughs> I know it's weird so that's why I said at the beginning like oh god no I don't want to answer this question because I'm like it is kind of weird but like I guess like from a positive standpoint it's about communication and feeling like you're on the same page as some people and you especially like when we work from home you feel like you have people around you in a sense or someone else at home like I know that like when I'm at home having my second coffee like maybe you are too kind of thing yeah no totally but yeah, it is weird to think like, cause I literally, all I've got in my head right now is what I've put on my story today. And I'm like, that and is like, give you a like <laughs> I've been struggling, you know, maybe I did, maybe I've been struggling with this for so long and I need you to join me because I'm like no, questioning I feel my like existence. I've, I've like been doing this as well. Like when I definitely, when I was away, like on my honeymoon, I was like, what is my Instagram page about now? Because it, it used to be very, very business focused. And it was kind of like a portfolio of like my work and what I was doing. But then obviously Romeo came along and like, he was my life. So then I started sharing more of that. And then like the, the lines became so blurred in regards to like, well, this is my business page, but I'm also being so personal on it. What do people want? Like, you know, I have lost so many followers since having Romeo, which I get, like, not everyone wants to see a mum and a baby. But yeah, it, it like, fucks with my mind so much. <laughs> totally. And that question of, like, if Instagram disappeared tomorrow, because look, the, the algorithm is changing so much. Like, oh, it, it's not, it's not what it's it used to be. not what, it, do you know what? I made up just one of my, like, usual tofu stir fries the other night. And I was like, literally five years ago, I would have snapped a picture of this bowl and it would have done amazing on Instagram. Like, how weird is that to think? I was like, if I put this bowl up now, like, I'd probably lose no, 100 followers it. and it would get about 10 likes. <laughs> yep. I posted a picture yesterday on my Instagram for, like, I the saw, first time. I liked and, and commented. <laughs> but literally, the the reach, it's like, why is it so Insane. much worse than it used to be? Like, why? It's, like, not... And, like, people don't see it. It's just, like, annoying, right? Because it's, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to change because that's yeah. who I am. Yeah, like you want to whole... be the person you originally joined Instagram for. Slash I don't want to take time out of my day to film recipe reels because that my whole thing is, like, I'm a busy person. I don't have it's time. Like our, our full-time job is not a content creator. There are amazing pages out there who literally dedicate and spend days creating content to then work with brands and make money on Instagram but like yes that's not 
why we joined Instagram. That's not our main job role. Yeah. But if, yeah, so it's really difficult, but like, I just want, I posted that picture because I was like genuinely curious of being like, if I do this, like what happens? Mm -hmm. Awful. Bloody awful. Same. Um, I think, yeah. But I was curious just to be like, well, what's the difference, right? Um, But I was like, if Instagram like was to disappear tomorrow, like how would that impact me mentally? I've like really been playing around with this of like, that's such a good question because when you just said that, I was like, I, I would almost feel the need to get on another social platform to feel social and, like, in communication with people. Right. Same. But it's like, should I just be, like, nurturing those, like, individual relationships more? Like, should I be just, like, reaching out to more friends that, like, I know follow me on social media and they know what I'm up to all the time and we communicate through DMs? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? And it's like, do we take that offline? I don't know. I've been having like very meta thoughts about like the role that social media plays in my life and like why I post because it's so different from when I first started to now where different people, our lifestyles are different people. The way people engage with content is different. Mm -hmm. And I just like don't know. I'm just in such a limbo. Yeah. I feel like you're almost... I completely resonate with what you're saying but because your full-time job is completely irrelevant to Instagram because for me like Instagram has been quite a big money maker so then I'm like shit like this is actually there's a need for me to identify this because it's been my source of income yeah no but it's like so true I have you as well because like like, yeah like I have worked off of Instagram as well but like particularly just before Romeo was born I was making a lot of money off of Instagram and then I was like and then obviously like the algorithm changed I changed like and then you know that's so annoying that Instagram has almost forced you to like change your job (laughs) do you know what I mean like that's been out of your hands has that been frustrating yeah Yeah, kind of and it's it's definitely forced me I think my thing is everything happens for a reason and you get what you put into something so I am like I spoke to you about it the other day changing where I'm going in terms of my business a little bit just because I don't feel like I am the same person as I was before I had Romeo and that's that's not down to Instagram I would have felt like that regardless yeah um but yeah it's definitely it kind of pushes you a little bit more because so you found not, it almost like a positive thing because it's it's forced yeah, you to like reevaluate a, yeah a little bit and I'm someone who like feels like I need to be achieving something a lot of the time so it's definitely made me think I maybe almost got I I don't like the word lazy and I am not a lazy person in any sense of the word but I kind of almost fell back on Instagram because it was kind of just coming to me the work so I was like okay cool so I maybe wasn't working as hard even though I was making just as much maybe if not more money I actually wasn't working as hard as I could have been does that make sense yeah because I think that like you can separate success with like you can separate success with money so like success in your job doesn't always mean money like it's it's about what fuels you what like makes you feel good exactly what you for me it's all about like that sense of achievement right that's what I meant when in the sense that like you weren't feeling as challenged and yeah successful but you can separate that from the income yeah 
like someone could be putting five grand in my bank account every month for me not doing anything I'm still not going to feel like I'm achieving something just because I've got money in my bank it's so funny because Mark and I always talk about like if you won the lottery like would you still Ash and work? I do the same <laughs> and it's like I would have to like I would have to work I would Ash would be like if we were millionaires like I don't think I'd be working I'd be like I would like I really would need to be doing something yeah I think I, oh my god I had a week and a half off in between my jobs mm-hmm. and I was going crazy I hated it and I was like well I'm so lucky because like when else do I have this time in my life where like I actually can just like not do anything like because I feel like when you take like when you book a holiday on a like you only have x amount of days paid mm-hmm. leave like when you book it there's this like pressure to like make it worth it like oh well you've taken off from work like what yeah. are you gonna do and I had these like 10 days of like absolutely doing nothing and I like I just felt like like for a lack of a better word like I felt like a piece of shit like I was just like oh, what's my purpose like yeah. I was like what's my purpose what am I doing like how do I maintain a routine like my mind was just like I just didn't feel like I was I don't know. Maybe I don't. I was like, that's probably not healthy. Like, but I should. Go it's talk a, it's almost like, what am I getting up for? Do you know what I mean? Like, why not just lie in bed till noon? Yeah, and it's like, well, that makes me feel like lazy, like you were saying. But yeah. it's just like, what? And I know that's not like a healthy like way to live. Like, you should be able to like just turn off and not have like guilt. And it's like, what? Why do I feel like that is probably something I should explore. But I couldn't cope. I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything and that didn't make me like feel good I know I there were so many mums that like when they had their first baby like for the first four eight six like 12 weeks whatever it was they loved the excuse um of just lying in bed all day with their newborn which is great they were like you know when else am I ever going to get to this I literally have nothing to get up for I get to lie in bed with my baby stay in my pajamas all day which is great if that's what you want to do I'm literally not judging at all I would have gone like clinically insane if I had Mm -hmm. done that I had to get out like for me I had to get out for a walk every day I also had bear so I, I did need to go out and walk him but I had to get up like no matter how bad my night had been with Romeo I had to get up and just get dressed and shower because I literally would have gone insane that's not good for my mental health to be lying in bed all day that wouldn't have served me (laughs) yeah exactly that's exactly how I felt so yeah oh it was a difficult one but then you you established routines that like made you feel better and then obviously like Mm. that newborn stage is so like it's it's like you don't happen to have their option like that that's just the newborn stage right yeah yeah like and everyone deals with it differently and there's you have so much purpose in that because like your purpose is like taking care you of do this child like you are literally in like so responsible for this child and keeping him her alive with your own body which is yeah. crazy <laughs> it's nuts it's absolutely nuts but like it's I'm sure that's like in a once you reflect back on it because probably in the moment you're just like too sleep deprived and like hormones are going crazy that you can't you can't like understand it but like I guess like looking back do you see now like how amazing that was and like the purpose that you had or like is it still like like, oh no like I find it crazy that like my body grew his body and then my body kept his body alive outside of my body as well like literally he was solely reliant on 
my milk sorry my body producing milk for him to grow it's yeah, just no. mind-blowing like <laughs> it's women are like superheroes like it's actually like we like I for a good I would say four weeks after I had him I actually felt like a superhero oh I really was like, I am the most incredible thing ever like you are I though, literally like... just felt like this absolute superwoman I was like I am amazing like I've literally just birthed this baby and now I'm not sleeping but still taking care of him and he's like thriving it was it was really weird it is amazing though it's such a it's an amazing and amazing thing and it's like in the moment I feel like it's such a metaphor because like when you're in the moment of something you can't understand like the power of what you're doing Mm, yeah you can you can really like focus on like the negatives and then like coming out the other side it's so much easier like what is it like rose tint I don't know that's saying yeah like rose tinted glasses yeah yeah whatever it is but like you you can come out the other side or it's just perspective right like and then you're just like it is it is crazy and I not that I can experience it but I can imagine like what that feels like in a way like I can sympathize not empathize (laughs) yes yeah yeah well hopefully one day you'll be there empathizing (laughs) yeah you're like can you hurry up (laughs) yeah literally like have a freaking baby eventually 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 um but yeah that topic took a sideways turn so we were just talking about like purpose on instagram and stuff yeah and before that we were talking about these shots to we lose weight and i feel like we've just tangent us so much so much but to to go back to the instagram stuff like what's what's your plan like is is instagram bringing you the same amount of joy that it once did are you finding yourself like in a more Uh, I don't know how to explain it to be completely honest my engagement in terms of like the messages I receive is more than ever like and 80% of it is mums like so I've kind of accepted now that I've probably lost a lot of my original following and now it's more like mums following me which I love because like I actually sometimes feel like I couldn't have got through some days without the other mums messaging me particularly like when I was going on holiday and leaving Romeo, like just the amount of support I've received in so many different situations has been amazing. And that's Um, what it should be about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, it's been amazing. What I was going to say, like in terms of like the physical likes that I'm getting on my posts and the engagement I'm getting is not what it used to be. So if I was completely honest, I'd be like, that sometimes really gets to me, which kind of like ruins my Instagram experience. But if I'd strip that away, then I feel like I actually have a very good relationship with the social media platform as is. Um, But in terms of my business, I am, like I said, not the person I was before I had Romeo. So I am rebranding and I'm going to start something a little bit new, not massively far from what I was because I am kind of that person, just different. Um, So yeah, I'm going to spend the rest of this year focusing on that and come back with some new stuff and some different stuff in January, which I'm really excited about because I feel like as a person, I have all this like hardworking energy mm-hmm. and I just need somewhere to put it and I haven't been putting it anywhere. So I've been getting frustrated. Yes. But finally, I'm in the headspace. I have a much better routine with Romeo. Things are getting easier. I am very lucky that I have childcare half of the week. So I'm really putting my head down and going to start working properly and getting my business back up and running. And, and that's like plays into your like 
personality of like feeling the need to like yes. do it's a very Capricorn thing of you to do yes I think it is actually but it I'm is. going to what I am gonna do is because I kind of I've put everything into my Instagram whereas I'm gonna actually have a proper website like I've had a website before there was always my website there but that's gonna be more of like the hub and yeah. the representation of my business and then the Instagram will just be like a complement to that whereas before like my business was my Instagram page yeah and I think that's like a smarter business move as well because like the website can live forever in terms of like exactly. the, the type of content like it's searchable it's mm-hmm. it, it lives there forever it's evergreen whereas like Instagram you really are kind of like limited to the first like six to nine images or videos and it's yeah just, like, and it's quite it's risky at the same time yeah yeah and even like now it's showing like the algorithms changing like it's forcing us to think about like the longevity of our businesses in a different way um and it's like I'm not this super like I haven't got all this fancy camera gear where like I'm literally (laughs) setting up and like I'm not I'm never going to be that person where I'm creating this beautiful content for like an amazing Instagram page like it's never going to be that it's literally it's my life on Instagram pretty much as it looks in front of me like it's not like glorified on a super fancy camera which is what Instagram loves Right, exactly. So it favors that type of content. And it's also like, yeah, you're not going to like turn your kitchen into like an at-home studio because that's not realistic no. for your lifestyle. And I'm not passionate about it either. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to bring, that's not going to bring me joy. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I would not, n- me neither. Like I'd love to be the person who like went to a studio and like can do it and then like pack it up and come home and have that yeah. all taken care of. Exactly. Well, but like it's yeah. so unrealistic for me, like to have have that set up and like I said I'm not passionate about it so I'm not going to force myself to do that when like I want to enjoy my work (laughs) yeah definitely yeah it should bring you joy and exactly I'm glad that like you sound like you have like like you said before like a lot of energy to focus on that and that like is exciting right because when you have a lot of energy to do something you can like create some like really really amazing things exactly and I felt like for so long I was so torn because I was like my page is Sophie's Healthy Kitchen and I was originally recipes and nutrition and now I've got a baby and sometimes it's my baby and me and sometimes it's the nutrition and recipes and like what do people want to see and I was just like I was getting so worked up about it and I literally felt like a failure (laughs) which is so crazy that Instagram can make us feel like that and it's 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 that blurred line between Instagram and business and like it's really difficult where you like carve this niche and then you feel like you need to stay in that lane but you as a person Mm. have changed and it kind of like puts you into this box and it's like well don't put me in that box I don't want to be in that box yeah exactly yeah this is like the frustrating thing about Instagram it's so frustrating like yeah I and the fact that it is constantly changing and if you if your job is say like an an actual influencer who you do spend your time creating content for the algorithm for your followers in order to get brand work and you know fund your lifestyle then it's there's a lot of pressure it's very tiring and you do have to keep changing like so many people started just picturing these recipes let's say and now their job is like times five because they've got to spend the time now turning that image into okay this is how I made it but and making it look amazing as you go along and not showing the mess and picturing the end product like I do feel for people and no one sees that it's like we don't show you the mess because everything is like pre-chopped before and put into nice little bowls like yeah 
who when they make a dish is pre-chopping all, you're doing it as you go and you're fucking chucking it into yeah, exactly. the yeah exactly I know yeah it's it's and it takes double the amount of time to like cook the recipe so if I wanted to just like make lunch on my lunch break and like post it I can't that's that's an hour of like production plus editing plus posting and it's like yeah and it's also when these brands are like paying to work with influencers or professionals whatever it might be depending on the brand and they're judging their price on their following which I get is fair enough because it's advertising at the end of the day but Mm. that's still an hour two hours a day maybe sometimes of that person's time what and they're getting paid more for that time because their following is a hundred thousand instead of fifty thousand. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, they're getting totally. paid because of the number on their page, but they're actually putting in the exact same amount of effort. Yeah, like the same person can produce it and just like post it on a different page, but like yeah. you're paying for time. But then you're also yeah. it's like hard to separate pay, like splitting out separating paying for a content creator's time versus like paying for a content creator's platform. Yeah, exactly which are super blended in the industry. Like people of don't course. think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is frustrating. And even like, <laughs> we go off on so many tangents here, but the whole cost <laughs> of living and like needing to make more money to maintain the lifestyle that you're used to or want slash need for your kids. And then brands cutting budgets and, you know, it's, it's quite scary. Like it's a really scary time to be honest. Um, and I think I have like an interesting insight to it because I am on like the business side of it. And like, especially in startup world where I just left like a series A startup and now I'm in a pre-seed startup and like funding is like a totally different game. Like people are like three years ago, you can get funding for anything right like you can just yeah. show up with like here's my business plan here's and like, your great idea yeah yeah and they throw money at you now that's all really changed and it's really hard to get funding and you know investors are looking at different metrics and it's not about like growth anymore it's really about profitability and that like filters into like every other facet in the sense that like okay well now it's more expensive to market products like we used to be able to run like campaigns on like paid socials, like running mm-hmm. ads on like Instagram yeah. and Facebook yeah. and stuff. And that used to be a really cheap form of advertisement. And in the last like 18 months, like since like the iOS 14 changes, which were like last April, I believe, um, it's got a lot more expensive. So like, okay, so now we have less funding. It's more expensive Mm -hmm. to market. Like we have to scale back on our marketing channels. So a lot of brands without massive budgets are scaling back on marketing. And a lot, one of the first things to go is influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. And people are just thinking about it differently. And like, it sucks to be on the receiving end of that. Like when you've, when you got used to, you know, creating a, for me, like a side hustle that was just like all that money yeah. just like really helps pay my student loans every month. And now it's yeah. like, well, shit, now I have to restructure because that stuff's got to come out of my salary now. It's really annoying because I actually feel like we need to bring it back and refocus on that because I'm actually really easily influenced. And when I see like my favorite person posting this like brand of like, I don't know, crisps that they're eating because they're like all organic with really great ingredients in, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Like yeah. it. It's weird because you don't always see the return on it. And I know it sometimes feels like a risk for the brand. So but hard to track. I feel like it's such a it's such a powerful way of selling something. I really, really do. It's an interesting thing, though, because it's powerful in numbers. So, like, you actually have yeah. to spend 
a shit ton of money to get that like return where it's like you seeing one person and then you're seeing another and it's like not that one off post, but you're seeing them engage with that kind of content or brand several times and it becomes organic into their lifestyle. That's very expensive for brands to do. It is, but literally, I know I'm just one person, but obviously with your new role, I literally yes. sat on my laptop. I have like 40 items in my basket that I want to buy because of your influence. Like literally. You know what though? It's so funny though because I, like, I have a theory on this. But okay. I have a theory on this because I have like a few friends from my old job um, who like always joke and they're like, oh, I just bought this because you posted it and stuff like that. Where they like, yeah. yeah, they tell me because I'm friends with them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like, for example... When remember we both did the partnership with Kind Bar like a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. And I made a mistake on my story, and I said like, "Did oh, I yes, ever I tell did. you this?" Like helping. <laughs> what increase, was the word? I, I wrote like helping the UK increase their butt consumption instead that of nut it. consumption. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And like my friends like lost their shit they were like that's the funniest thing in the world because we all work in marketing and it was like never yeah, picked yeah, up yeah. by kind bar and I still buy kind bars all the time like still very loyal Same. oh my but god such a staple they've said to me like independently I've really increased my kind bar consumption since you worked with them and I was like oh that's interesting and then one of my friends two of my friends bought these like little cheap plastic Birkenstocks that I wear all the time that were like great for the summer and they were like I bought them because you have them and you always are wearing them in your stories And like, I think it's when you have that personal connection with the person that's posting about it. And it's like, it really is like people with engaged following, but I feel like my friends are more likely to do what I'm doing as opposed to just like random people. Yeah, maybe. But I think like on the flip side of that, some people feel like they do, they do know you and they do really look up to you and they're following you for a reason. And they do kind of feel like they're friends with you because they're so interested in your life so that yeah. could also be I don't know it would be yeah. I mean it would be so interesting to dig deep on it but it's so impossible to do that it is it, it is really 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 hard and I think like it's that, just one but of those... actually what you've just said makes it because I did some work with Sunbites years ago um and yeah, the chili yeah yeah I remember because um, I yeah. went out and bought them from Mark that yeah. week. So, and he and used so then, to eat them all the time. It wasn't like it was a new product, but it reminded good. me. Yeah. So then my sister's boyfriend at the time, his whole family became obsessed with these crisps. Like they'd never heard of them before, but they were like, oh, we saw Sophie ate them. So like, we're going to eat them too. But again, that, that kind of plays into what you've just said. Is it because like, it's literally me? Because if, if they saw another friend that maybe they weren't as close with or, you know, would they have still bought them? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's one of those, I really do think like influencer marketing works when you have like personal relationship with that influencer. Yeah, which is, like hard which is again, be. but I feel like as well, not that following is irrelevant, but it is the quality, like how much are your audience engaging with you versus yeah. is it just like 100,000 people who they're following you because they see you've got a big following kind of thing. Do you know exactly. What I mean? And it's also like, how do you use that product? product like is it realistic into your life like um Mm. if I went on my story and I like um was promoting a 1000 pound coffee machine like not everyone's gonna go out and be like oh yeah I really need that 1000 pound coffee machine where it's like I just show you the four pound bottle of olive oil I cook with every night like 
it, it's a lot more attainable. Yeah, 100%. Which, yeah. at the moment, we're using Olivado avocado oil. I actually, I've, all, I've used that now for actual years and years. Like, I freaking Me too. love avocado oil. Like, that yeah. goes in all of my cooking. Yeah, same. And that was, like, well, I think that's why that partnership works so much is because, yeah. like, we both used it before and mm-hmm. we both continue to use it. So, like, those are just the best partnerships. Back. And, yeah, and I always, I'm very picky with stuff like that. I'm, like, it does have to fit into my life and I have to use it because, like, it doesn't make sense to me yeah exactly and I don't want to give off that vibe to anyone I don't ever want to look random I want people to follow me because like they can see I have quite a consistent lifestyle and I'm being very honest about what it looks like yeah exactly I think like I've definitely like I can reflect back and say like oh I shouldn't have done like all that work like with certain brands being like oh that really didn't align but like I did anyways for various reasons um but it's it's yeah I think like now it becomes a bit more clear about like you know what works because it feels I always better think it's so funny as well because like we're actually like 30 now and it's like we were in really our does. early 20s when we got on Instagram and I just feel like you look back at some of the stuff that you did or like I don't know it's Posting. just funny isn't it yeah. like I feel like such a grown-up now compared to what I was when I got on so true yeah if I like some of the stuff that I would have posted ages ago will really make me cringe oh my god don't oh I always I know this was years and years ago like literally when we first got on Instagram but like the perfectly curated smoothie bowls that were just like a little bit off center smoothie bowls (laughs) yes yeah the ones off center more so you like I feel like you used to do a little off-center pick I thought I was like the artsiest chick in the fucking world like who did I think I was or like randomly placing oh this God. one pumpkin seed over here for like an aesthetic effect like oh fuck me like oh the worst yeah I have a lot of regrets I could pull up some like awful pictures, but like I have a lot of regrets. Or just like remember when you gave me the spirulina and I made a smoothie yeah. bowl and I posted about it? Like that is like the epitome of like. And I literally all like fucking regrets. hated spirulina. I was like, I hate it as well. <laughs> and I still posted it because like smoothie bowls were cool. They were a thing, yeah. It was like cool to do a smoothie bowl. And I hate smoothie bowls. First of all, That's like so funny. The whole point you of really smoothie, do. I hate smoothies. The whole point of a smoothie is that you can drink it. Yeah, I know. Why are we putting smoothies in bowls? For me, like, a smoothie bowl has to be, like, with a thick, like, Greek yogurt banana base. Like, it's not supposed to be a smoothie that you can drink. It has to be, like, almost like a frozen fruity ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why are we making smoothies of liquid I just feel like yeah a smoothie bowl shouldn't be it shouldn't be called a smoothie bowl because if it's a smoothie it should be drinkable it should I don't want it running off my spoon (laughs) no 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 it's not soup like if it's a smoothie bowl like it's thick it's not a gazpacho (laughs) like yeah we've already established that Sophie doesn't like cold soup we don't like gazpacho (laughs) I on the other hand fucking love gazpacho I actually didn't have it this summer um oh my god such a shame. I don't think I yeah. had it at all which is so unlike me I don't I don't know I just didn't make it and I didn't go anywhere that served it um I really yeah oh wow I didn't realize that I missed out on a gazpacho season do you know um, what I miss is when we first started talking wellness and we used to record in person all the time and we used to always have soup for lunch together we love soup we're soup girlies yeah. like Loved tomato it. soup 
always tomato yeah tomato tomato soup with like bread like you just can't (sighs) beat it you can't and then i would always rip mine up and throw it in and you would yeah i'm yeah i was at those way that you said that british or just like a you thing my sister always did it oh okay because i never know sometimes maybe it's just like yeah that's what maybe you're the weirdo yeah maybe (laughs) am i the drama (laughs) maybe it's me but yeah i i actually am like looking forward to like soup autumn season like chili season um I also feel like it's cheaper, like which is I nice. do as well, and same. And I, I, ba- I definitely batch cook more at this yes. time of year because the recipes are so much easier to batch cook and freeze. Yeah, you're not gonna and like just like batch cook like a salad. A salad, yeah, but just like the root veg and the Love tray it. bakes and oh. yeah, I feel like it's like where we belong. We belong really in is. like autumn cooking. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually gonna. Oh, I saw on. Um, Oh, what's her name? She does the best vegan recipes. She just came out with the book, Lucy. Lucy. Yes. So I saw on her story, actually, um, that she wrote that an air fryer uses less energy than your oven. That's interesting. Because I've been toying with getting, like, one of those, like, 1 in 15, you know what I'm talking about, where it's, like, it's a slow cooker, it's an air fryer, it's, like, um. A pressure cooker. It's just, just a like, kitchen in one. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've always wanted one of those. They're, like, stupidly expensive. And I was like, what's the point, right? Like, I, I know how to cook. Like, I do work from home. Like, I do I, – I can – I was, like – I thought it was, like, making me making, like, excuses in a way. Yeah. But now that it can, like, use less energy and save money yeah. in this cost of living crisis, I am tempted – I am very tempted to I get would myself there. I'm just like looking at my kitchen. I'm like, where would one go? Where? But you know what? I actually don't use my oven, weirdly, that much. You pan fry everything, don't you? I do. And I have a microwave. <laughs> this is true. And in I, the absence of a microwave, I feel like I could really do with one of those, like, multi Yes, because you don't have a microwave, you weirdo. <laughs> I know. It's been... <laughs> Almost a year, over a year now without a microwave. You're crazy. <laughs> it's honestly like I don't miss it. Like I don't even know what I would use it for. Like heating up certain things, but like I like leftovers cold. I think Mark would benefit. Yeah, from I think because you so easily like eat cold stuff that like you wouldn't even think to put it in a microwave. Like you'll you'll eat it as it comes. I'm not picky, so like I'll eat yeah. anything, so it's fine. Mark, I think struggles with eating leftovers because he doesn't like things cold, and it takes too long to heat up in the oven. Well, because he's a normal person. <laughs> <Jesus>. Shots <laughs> fired. Literally, like <laughs> I've received the message. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe she's she's influenced me. Well, that, there you go. Like she's influenced go. me to get an air fryer um, yeah. slash one of these like multi cookers that can do all. Um, because I'm lazy and I want to save money because my energy bill has like tripled. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, started a new job, got a salary raise, and at the end of the month, I will have probably less money. I was gonna um, say, like the, my old job because cost of living is so it's much so more scary, expensive, isn't it? It's literally so scary. I like took a pay decrease, even though I had a raise. Yeah. Because just like expenses are now more, um, which is which is crazy. It's just awful. And it's scary because like we're obviously in quite a privileged, you know, situation, and like. 
and I'm like, I have a child now, but then I'm like, there's so many other families with more than one child who are making less money than me, trying to make ends meet. Like, it really, really saddens me. Yeah, it's, oh, I watched an awful, like, news story about, like, an older woman, because you also have to think about people who are on, like, pensions, Mm -hmm. and, like, their money is, like, static. And, like, their pensions aren't increasing, but they're living off the wage. And, like, now they can do so much less in, like, the elderly community. And she was trying to, like, I think she was on, like, GMB about, like, how she stretches, like, 30 pounds a week to, like, live on. And I was, like, heartbroken. I was, like, that is a lot of people's reality is. And, like, it's it's awfully sad. And, And literally the food situation as well, like, I this I brought my teriyaki sauce that I always buy. It was a pound a year ago. It's one pound yeah. twenty now. Yeah. And that if you add twenty p onto every item that I'm buying, and it's going to be it more than twenty p for the more expensive ones, it adds up to it can like double your food shop. Double food shop. You know what I'm confused about? Like how? Okay. The thing that I went to in this episode is going really long, but I was going to say I'm just loving the conversation though. So let's okay. <laughs> Some people are like, we got stuff to do. Um, yeah, let's. <laughs> I bought kitchen roll the other day. Mm. Oh my god, it was so expensive. Like it's a thing so of expensive. two is five pounds. Like it's gone up so much. And then I was like, okay, well, what's the alternative, right? Like I have like kitchen, like, like cloths. Um, cloths and microfiber towels but it's like well then you gotta wash it and like what's the expense of running my like laundry that's what I always think when I go to like wash up Romeo's high chair I literally have in my brain like is it cheaper to use a cloth or some kitchen roll or some baby like someone tell me what's cheaper because I'm like well this feels like a waste of money like I know like that's a lot five pounds for like kitchen roll like which is paper towels for any Americans listening like yeah it's like that it was never that expensive like I bought that the other day and I was like oh goodness that's a lot um but then I'm like well the is the alternative cheaper who knows someone tell me a little unpaid shout out to Sainsbury's if you have a nectar card and you use that little scan machine they do loads of different random deals so like my almonds that I buy which are usually like no, I use the cranberries because I actually know the price of those. So they're normally one pound fifty-five. The cranberries that I buy, and sometimes they'll come up as like one pound fifteen, which so is actually get, really like, big. Yeah, when it that happens, but it's always random. Like you always just have to scan and see what comes up. Same with kombucha. Kombucha is two pounds, and often it will come up as like one pound thirty-three or something random on my scanner. Yeah, so yeah. get yourself a little scanner and a nectar card. Outside yeah. Oh I my like, god, it's so worth it. It's so worth I know. it. No, I think Mark has one. I've always just asked him to put it on my phone so we can like share share it. Yeah, the same account. Um, and he never does. Um, so I'm gonna blame him on. Yeah, but happened. like honestly, like literally get your coupon shit down. Like seek out ways because it really. Do- I know. Like sometimes you're like, oh, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. But in this time now, it really does make a difference. Yeah, or shop at Wellies, a shameless plug uh, for the company that I work for now. Because yeah, like, you can I, oh, save. I I went on last night and my basket is very because I buy shit like that all the time. I'm such exactly. a like sucker for the chocolate and the snacks like that, and that shit all adds up so much. Like it's like two pound for a snack bar. Yes, yeah. so it's like the but, interesting thing because it's a price saving model. 
uh, you pay membership. It's like Costco, right? So you pay for the membership and you get everything at like reduced wholesale prices. Um, But they are like healthy, curated, like more expensive products. So like a lot of people are like, they come to it. But I buy those products anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you buy those products anyways, here's a way that you can save money where I think if people go into the mindset of like, oh, well, my food shop will be cheaper. Like, well, no, you can probably get like a lot of stuff cheaper at like Tesco or Sainsbury's if you're getting like generic brands. But if you want to buy these products, here's a cheaper way to do it. Like I I told you the other day about Method dish soap, which I I buy it. Which I buy at Sainsbury's and it's more expensive. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, well, that's an easy swap because I would get that at the store anyways. And now I can get it for cheaper and save like 60 pence, which like, again, every time you do well, that. Well, you I, do that like times three, four, like that buys your coffee. Like that. this is exactly. how my money works. I'm like, that's the equivalent of a coffee. <laughs> and now I've even stopped getting coffee out as much because I'm like, oh, that's I'll just make it at home. Same. Same, because I, I went to Sainsbury's this morning. It. I know, same. And I would always get, there's a Starbucks in our Sainsbury's, and I would always normally get one. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save myself the three pounds, whatever it is this morning, and just make it at home. Yes, I completely agree. Like, And that's a sad, sad time. <laughs> it is sad, because like, it brings joy, right? It but, like, really does. There's something you can't beat going to a coffee shop and having someone else make up your like cappuccino or matcha latte. Yeah, it feels so indulgent, that's why. It does. It feels like a real treat. Yeah, I feel like I'm on, like, a money-saving, like, I also have so many weddings next year. Like, I have three in America. I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I have three weddings in America, so, like, that's just so expensive, just, like, and... And that's, like, without – if me and Mark wanted to take a holiday ourselves, like, yeah. that's just, like, three vacations of, like – and I'm not even there for a long time. Like, I've literally looked at flights Couple and days. I, like, arrive on a Tuesday and fly home on a Sunday. Like – Yeah. And I'm working on U.S. hours because I don't want to take yeah. time off work. Like, it's it, – it, I'm paying, what, 500 pounds for round-trip tickets three times a year without hotels and wedding gifts and dresses and – all this that and the other it's a bit hectic especially in a cost of living crisis but obviously I do it they're like my two best friends my brother so like <laughs> they're not ones I'm gonna miss. I still love you guys <laughs> yeah because they might be listening um but like obviously like that that that's a no-brainer it's not like I would ever say no to that um but like it does come with an expense right like that yeah, means that 100%. I have to forfeit something else which I'm happy to do I hope they're not listening and be like oh off there Jesus don't come then <laughs> yeah like Debbie Downer <laughs> yeah you can't complain we still expect the gift <laughs> amazing well I feel like this has been a long a long episode I um, always feel like it was a little bit of a therapy session to be honest we've spoken about our Instagram crisis our cost of living crisis exactly like the terrible diet stuff that's just so shocking um but yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it me too. That's why I think sometimes, like, we love our guests, but sometimes these little episodes are. Um, no one's as cool as just me and you. <laughs> we just like love ourselves and love each other too much to let anyone, yeah, anyone in the um, But amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, yeah. And we will uh, speak to you guys next week. Bye.